0: I think my father ruined my love life He loved me so much that he didn't teach me how to settle If there was something I needed, he provided it If there was something I wanted, he would kill himself to get it for me If he saw I was obsessed or even mildly interested in something He would feed me the tools to support it or see in everything he did and come home to show and tell about it. Even if it was later something I was no longer interested in. He was a gift and a curse. He let everything go my way. And even when he wanted it another way, he knew better than to argue because I would always have a logical way to out argue him. And I would end up having my way. If he had a better idea, He would charm me out of my own mind. And as a more damaging consequence, when I wanted something I had no business wanting or had no wisdom to not want it, he went my way and supported my locura, all my experiments, buying endless subscriptions to magazines and books I never read, selling my family piano for cash, marrying a man after only four months of knowing him, Whatever I wanted, it was within my reach. And in worst-case scenarios, all I'd have to do is wait. I still do that. Wait for a man to come my way who was perfect for me. But if I saw him in my vicinity, I know I could get him regardless of what he wanted. <laughs> I learned how to seduce to get what I wanted, as my dad has taught me. I knew how to seduce and wait. But now that I know better, I've learned two things about my patterns in choosing men. I choose men who bend over backwards and dote on me like my dad did. Or when I wait, I end up choosing men who are completely unavailable. And because I've always gotten what I wanted, I've waited as if all I was waiting on was for my dad to go and get the man for me. And almost all the time, I've only gotten what I thought I wanted. And usually when I get what I thought I wanted, I'd find it's not enough for me, not enough adventure, not enough security, not enough intellectual engagement, not enough silence, not enough liberty, not enough inspiration, not enough wisdom. My dad would always take me on adventures on the weekends, a new restaurant, a new ice cream flavor, a new music album. My dad was always reliable and present. And to this day, with anyone unreliable, I work within myself a huge anxiety. And I always have to move on if I can't see the next step planned or at least a habit pattern established. My dad always loved intelligent conversations. And for the most part, he loved to tell stories and he loved to share parables. So in our chats, I always knew him and my extended family even more intimately. I learned a great many things. I learned what he wanted for me, and that's where I learned. I have to feel inspired to laugh. His humor always showed through, and it's still been my non-negotiable and a love mate. If I cannot have conversations I didn't want to see end, I knew the relationship would have nothing for me over time. I've loved men who have talked me into the ground without getting a word in myself, but there was usually another reason the relationship would fizzle out. The inability to share equally in a conversation was only one of other things. I still have an uncontainable love affair with silence. My dad and her family always took road trips to far off places and long drives to school. I loved the sound of that natural silence with nothing but car engine in it. The sound of another car engine passing us or the sound of water. As we'd sit at the edge of rivers and creeks, we'd drive a whole day to experience. To this day, I don't trust any man who won't allow silence to share our conversation. It's the only way I know he appreciates the moon, the stars, and the sound of my heartbeat. Not only did my father go everywhere he wanted without us, he also trained us not to need him. He didn't spend quality time with us as much as he spent quality mutual interests with us. He wasn't one to be at every volleyball match I played in. When it was time for an award assembly, he was there to preside over the ceremonies. And he didn't expect us to be there for him either. He didn't have any issues with us being home by a certain hour. I remember staying out late once in high school until 3 a.m. and he slept through it just fine. I never felt the need to run away because he never cared if I did or not. At least that's how he behaved. (laughs) And besides, then he could have time to himself for his own shenanigans, which I knew he dug up in his own time while we were away. Since our childhood, he would escape for the summer to Central America and would come back well rested. When we were older, he left us grocery money and off he disappeared to the Caribbean for weeks. We honored his liberty and never took it personally or found it a character flaw. He certainly honored mine. I can't help but feel the same rush of adoration for a man who loves to wander in his time and in his travels as I hope he would for me, even though my wandering mostly happens in my imagination. But I know I need that time like I need my own breath. It made him an inspiring person, all the things he learned how to do, He loved to read and uncover uncover mysteries and conspiracies. He watched programs on TV and would want to talk about them or invite me to watch them with him. It was from him that I learned about the hidden mysticism of religions and why I still have a romance with them. Being free to think my thoughts is to also believe in them and believe there's a space there that should be protected especially where my ideas are so dependent on living youthfully and optimistically, just like my dad. I fall in love with people who take setbacks with the same charm as a father who lived all his adult life with only one arm. And I still look to love people who always see the bright side of things and cheer for the rebellions of the oppressed as if it were a shiny hope we all depended on for a bright future. My father was more of a troublemaker, witsmith, and jokester, but he was just as capable of saying few simple and peaceful words of wisdom. It was usually before bed that he shared them or after a big event's dust finally settled and he would open his mouth and speak. And almost as if he waited for the elements around him to serve as background music for him, his advice, reflections and meanderings would help him relate as if it were a song my most favorite people are the ones who can sit on a couch for hours and speak softly and even more soothing ask me about my life and my learning i fall in love with a man who can sit on an adirondack chair at the edge of a river and speak fearlessly about the past and lessons learned and in a moment of silence hold out his hand to me, to pull me close, to embrace me and kiss me softly, as if to say, I understand who you're allowing yourself to be and what you're trying to do in the world. I don't think I would attract the men I do without my father's vibration dancing on my skin. And my skin has certainly been left abuzz with all the qualities I programmed in me as love from my childhood. I read recently that the people we choose reflect three things according to research. The parental influence in our lives, what we've been taught, our childhood influences, what we've felt as a consequence of past experiences, and some of the training of our parents. And then our adult experiences, what we've learned. Le que saillon, as my father would always preface his wisdom, <laughs> I spend no days unhappy because my father taught me how to create it for myself. But one unintended consequence is he did unintentionally teach me a terrible loneliness. For who could fill such a void as to have left an ocean of love in me to swim through the uncharted and choppy waters of male currents and their own echoes from their own past and the beautiful disaster of our impasses.